What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Steve V, a little hungover on this Halloween, <laughs> post-Halloween day, episode 312, alongside Jeremy Ross Lopez. How the hell are you? I'm pretty good, hungover as well. Oh, good. So you're in the same boat. And I know yes. joining us as well, Cody Maurice Doggett has got to be feeling a little bit of pain as well. Uh, hello, darling. No. <laughs> hello, darlings. I'm, I'm hungover too, so baby makes three. That's me. There you go. Wow. Yeah. What, uh, I just feel that this last, this particular Halloween, I mean, I've been celebrating all month and everybody's been making up for lost time because of the yep. year that wasn't talking about last year on lockdown and everybody, I started my Halloween off October 1st watching horror films and I'm not a Mr. Horror film kind of guy, Ooh. but I got into it this year. More to come on that. But Jeremy, I loved your costume. How was your Halloween? Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Uh, a house party and then an after party and it was lots and lots of drinking, dancing and very little eating, even though we had so much uh, food catered at our party. Uh, wow. It was nice. definitely like a, a peanuts night for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And tell everybody what you wore and they can always follow you on at J Ross Lopez. But so I did like uh, Pennywise and I did like a fashionable version. So I did like a, a red and black suit that was like kind of bloody. And then like a white button down shirt and then the whole face with the contacts and a spiky wig and I shaved my beard and yeah it kind of sadistic days. looking yeah definitely <laughs> it took hours to get the makeup off <laughs> yeah it's interesting I feel like everybody this year decided to go on scary gory bloody yeah which in a way is and slutty that was like another theme that I noticed and again I think reflective of the times right because it's been darker times so if and if you hadn't had Halloween in a while everyone's like well what does Halloween mean it's like scary gory bloody <laughs> and yeah. bloody. go all out and then slutty because we've been held captive um Cody you and I had a blast out last night with your boyfriend so much Yes, and we went to the infamous Alegria party. I know they happen in different cities. This one was in Brooklyn, and it was, I had a great time, I have to say. But most of my fun was with you and your boyfriend. Yeah. And just getting ready with you guys was like hilarity <laughs> in and of itself, as they both, Jeremy, were the Thundercats, and just seeing them go back and forth and taping. Sticking and taping pieces and of stapling. Like, Don't forget stapling. stapling. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I sat back with a white claw in my hand. Okay, not my choice, but I, I was something <laughs> that they were serving, as Look, I just took it all in. <laughs> we had to get get you what we can get really quick. We needed to get these costumes together. So, okay, next time you come over, we will have catered, and we will no, have no. the. 
a fancy drinks that we know you like. We will have everything ready. <laughs> no, for no, you. listen, your opulence, that. darling. I enjoyed the white claw. I have to say, <laughs> the black cherry was very delicious. That's and... the best one if you're going to drink those. <laughs> yes, oh, I, I enjoy goodness. the white claw, and yes, <laughs> but yeah, and for me. Me, okay, so the party was fun, lots of dancing, a lot of sexiness, like we said, scary, gory, bloody. You know, the funny thing of the whole thing was, so my costume, we know what you guys were. I did two, I had sort of a pregame party before the party, if you will. Again, celebrating all month, I decided to, I was going to originally be uh, the Playboy current cover, which is Bretman Rock, if you guys remember, we talked about him, oh, Filipino yeah. social media star who graces, made history gracing the cover of Playboy. And I had all this stuff, including the, uh, oh my gosh, what's the thing, that, the, the waist jacket? The, uh, the corset. The corset. The corset, which Jeremy knows because I got it years ago, but I had not put it on in a while. And let me just say, I'm glad he didn't wear this out. Oh. It's literally metal boned corset so you can't yeah even try to be comfortable in it you can't sit because it's no. literally like it's snatch snatches you yeah, yeah and i will say after wearing it for because so i ended up wearing that earlier and ultimately i was a kind of a hyper masculine uh, psychotic butcher with blood and gore and the knife they confiscated uh, was- your knife too they did. I know. Yes. All, the whole cardboard of it all. They said, I know. They said you can't so bring weird. that in. I said, what? This is my outfit. <laughs> my ass was out. I'm going to talk about my ass. But I have to say, getting ready, it was a lot of fun because doing both, I, for social media, you guys can check it out at Tags Podcast or I am underscore Steve V. And you'll see what I did. And Meshing the two, the Playboy bunny of it all, and just playing with the feminine side of myself was so Mm -hmm. much fun with a bougie drink, of course, that uh, in my (laughs) cocktail of choice, (laughs) and then swirling around and then putting on, I got into my makeup, y'all, like really boring. Oh my God, I was having so fun. And then meshing those videos together, it was like hyper-masculine and hyper-feminine both sides of myself super fun to explore those things the makeup and- is really difficult to do like i've got so annoyed that when you watch youtube videos they make, oh, they it, make look it look so look- fucking easy and beautiful and i was like pennywise those red lines i'm like mm-hmm. i give up i can't do it and i'm like you know what your year, best i need a professional definitely professionals always are great your best friend when you are doing your own makeup is those wipes those face wipes yes and and a smudger and a smudger to to take it away but it was like i mean a horrible art project all over here i was cleaning up this morning i was this whole place was just paint everywhere and i'm like oh my god um you know the funny thing cody when we went out last night Uh i was this butcher with complete with leather apron a leather psychotic butcher yes. so with all the accoutrement 
and my ass was out. Like literally I decided, oh, well, the apron covers all my front and I'm going to have my tie it in back. Yes. Somehow the tie got undone later, but I didn't I wonder care. how that happened. I know. <laughs> but you know, Jeremy, the funny thing about it was people were like, literally in a room, hundreds and hundreds of gay guys dancing hedonistically people were like, oh my God, you're naked underneath that. They were so, they could not believe. They were really shocked at a fucking uh, apron, leather. Literally that I was naked with that, if they just pulled it back, which many of them did, that I was literally naked. It's In other words, that little piece of cloth that yeah. just happens to cup your dick and balls <laughs> is more than i mean i was covering the front it's just my ass yeah. was out they didn't have a g-string up my ass crack people were like could not believe it right cody i couldn't believe it and but i was like <laughs> clutching your pearls bitch you, and you were <laughs> yeah. ready to get in the car with your ass out like we, we took a cab to the lo- uh, the well, location i wanted to go ready <laughs> i mean whatever <laughs> So Cody's boyfriend, thankfully, lent me a pair of his shorts, and, yes. which I still have, by the way, and I wore on the way home, too, in my Uber keep home. Them. I still have your glove, <laughs> yeah. by the way. So Okay, keep it. We can do an exchange. <laughs> yeah. We can, yeah. But too funny about that. Um, I'll share some more stories on our after show. Um, quick announcement. We have a new Dark and Dirty Out episode, Dark and Dirty, where I talk about first sexual experiences. And there's some good ones in there. You can get it by getting extra exclusive content by unlocking it. Just go to tagspodcast.com and unlock and you will hear the new episode. Okay, well, we've got to get into hot topics. There's so many of them, plus some advice too that we're giving for some lucky listeners. And coming out at front, Jeremy, I know you're going to be really excited about this. Grinder is now allowing more butt butts on public profile pics. So if you've been wow. seeing a lot, if you've been seeing a lot more skin on Grinder lately, it's not your imagination. Out Magazine writes the popular queer hookup and dating app recently updated its community guidelines to allow users to publicly show off more of their cheeks. And in a post on their official blog posted earlier this month, Grinder said the change was the result of a desire to be more inclusive and affirming of the diversity of bodies, types, and genders of their users. The policy oh, update awesome. has resulted in a cornucopia of butt cheeks and users on public profile pics on the apps. And the funny thing is, they do a, a fun description of what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable. So they have a picture of not allowed and allowed. And on the not allowed is a sketch of a guy with his legs up in the air and showing his ass like he's, you know, he basically looks like he's ready to get fucked. Not allowed. Okay. But what is allowed is a non-graphic pose of, you know, if you kneel like on the bed and your ass is out with the thong on. I know you love that, Jeremy. Yes. That is allowed. Not allowed is on all fours with your ass out and back, which they say is sexually suggestive. I love that oh. one. I mean, <laughs> right? allowed is non-graphic butt pic. So in other words, they don't even have this. Hide sketch. your hole. 
<laughs> yeah, not even. I mean, they, it looks like a guy's literally just naked, but his butt, like from the backside, his arms up, just sort of like a a, a butt shot, right? Yeah. Not, and that is allowed. So, what do you think of this, Jeremy? Because I mean, just speaking of Halloween, I posted on TikTok a video of me and as that sexy Playboy bunny, mm-hmm. and it got taken down all i was doing you saw the video on instagram right all Mm -hmm. i was doing was moving around not sexually and that was removed because it was deemed inappropriate (laughs) crazy right jeremy yeah i i like kind of love it but then i also uh if you use the app sometimes the ones that have the ass picture as the main profile i feel like they get hit up so much that sometimes they just have been around the block. Used goods? So I do sometimes like... So I like some mystery, and I also like uh, judging... Not judging, but like when you look at a guy from the front... I think you should use the word you initially chose. (laughs) Judging. No, I'm saying if you judge a guy from the front to guess if he has a big ass or not, I find Uh that enjoyable. So that's okay. part of the chase that I enjoy. Whereas if you just have it out there for everyone to see, there's no like surprise of like waiting to trade pictures or seeing it in person or any of that. So I don't know. I, I like it for the face value of it, but I also don't mind having it be a better a surprise. This was not the response I was expecting from you, Jeremy. That's you why I love you on the show. I knew you wouldn't. Not at all. I was it's like, oh, Jeremy's going to love this one. It took a As sharp a... left turn. I was like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> Who is this I'm talking to? <laughs> well, Cody, you love a good ass. And I love a like good appreciating ass. appreciating it. I know you're not using the apps currently anymore because you found your piece of ass. Yes. Hey. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on this, um, that they're allowing it? Um, and, I, and, and then the way they're saying what is allowed and what isn't allowed. Well, first, let's talk about that. What is allowed and what isn't allowed. I think that you should post pictures of what is allowed and what isn't allowed so that you can educate the kids on what is what Grinder wants and what they do not want. So post some pictures on the Patreon just so everybody knows, okay? Steve. Oh, oh, you want me to model yes, them? Yes, you. <laughs> I think you should do that. And I then... can, you know, but unfortunately, we're talking about Grinders. The one Patreon and TikTok are the two that I've, you know, been taken off of because of just not that sexually explicit, but yeah, it's just one of those hard ones. But I, I'll try. I'll see what okay. I can do. Thank I don't you. have a lot to lose. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's great that they're being more inclusive as far as like as bodies and everything is in is is concerned because I think that it's it helps promote body positivity and it goes to show everybody that there are many different types of bodies. So I love that part. And let's be honest, they're responding to their the people that fund and give them money, right? The banks, we're talking that have come down hard, conservatives. And so they're really coming down hard on them. At the same time, they realize they're hearing pushback from their, well, the people that use the apps. Right. And so I do 
think a lot of that, this is where all of this is coming from. I do actually, at first, uh, was like, oh my God, these not allowed and allowed. But you know, sometimes you do have to spell things out. Oh yeah, for sure. I still think inevitably, because a lot of these things, I'm not sure about Grindr. Sometimes they actually have people going through them, but algorithms in generally get things wrong. And I'm sure the TikTok algorithm was the thing that took my thing off yesterday, which was not sexually suggestive at all. It was just like, I mean, I had a, you know, a bunny freaking poof tail on my ass spinning around. I mean, please, you know, but maybe because it was Playboy. It's totally a holiday where people go far like that. You know what I mean? Like even further with whatever they're wearing. So it's just interesting how they weed out certain things and not others. Oh, for sure. I know when I was on the apps, some of my pictures would get taken down and I would go online and see people with the exact same thing that I had and their stuff was still allowed to be up. So because girls can go on there just like with pasties on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's sometimes there's no rhyme or reason. Let's see how this plays out. Also in Grindr news, there's a kinder Grindr. Apparently a new study shows that's what users ultimately want. It's tired of the stigma. So are we according to plus.com HIV plus magazine.com. That's the tagline of the nicest fuck campaign, which encourages kinder, more respectful behavior and language on GBTQ dating apps such as Grindr, Scruff, and Jacked. And while the popularity of these types of dating apps has grown immensely over the last decade, so have users' complaints about their toxicity. The Mm -hmm. Nicest Fuck campaign recently released a report with the results of a survey about what app users want to see happen to create a kinder, safer, and less hostile dating environment. And the survey was conducted from April through June of this year and included 5,500 responses from app and site users. The survey summary states that toxic and abusive language guised as preferences such as no fats, no femmes, and clean only, meaning no HIV, and their derogatory implications are all too prevalent. Yale University researchers John Pachakis, PhD, and Charles Burton found that for some gay and bi men, being repeatedly rejected by other gay and bi men online is associated with a greater risk for HIV and symptoms of depression and anxiety. It goes on, I will post this on tagspodcast.com, but do you think that this campaign, Jeremy, will be a good thing and will have any effect? I'm not sure how they're going to go about uh policing this because it's a campaign whether do you think that the apps will listen and implement some of this stuff so i think it has a positive it can only be a positive outcome but i also am curious how it will actually function and work i do think it's a great cause uh it would it's going to be interesting to see uh the steps that they take to uh make it different than what it has been yeah i agree i mean it sounds like a great campaign cody um Mm -hmm. when you hear that these apps especially need to prioritize people of color and trans people who often are at the brunt of discrimination in app settings what are your thoughts um about it and towards these particular discriminated folks i think it's long overdue i think i've heard way too many 
comments about people saying, oh, no fats, no femmes, no Asians and things of that nature. I even was on Grindr one time and I saw a trans person there and somebody that I was associated with, they're not my friend. They were like, what are they even doing on there? And I said, they're part of our community. If you don't want to have sex with them, you do not have to respond to them. It's just, they are part of the LGBTQ community and they have the right to be on these apps just like anyone else does. We don't need to discriminate against them. You can just simply swipe on by and not, right. not comment at all. So I'm glad they're finally stepping up as far as that's concerned. Yeah, it's such a great point because essentially no one's forcing you to talk to engage with yeah. somebody that may not be your to your liking. And so and also with that, I don't think you need to put know this, know that. I mean, mm -hmm. just think about it. If you met somebody in real life, at a, somebody came up to you at a bar and was just chit chatting. And you said, sorry, no fats, no fans, no Asian. I mean, <laughs> can you imagine? You'd want to slap them or punch them well, in the also, face. Well, also, I feel like a lot of people have more courage on saying mean and nasty things exactly. online than they ever would in person. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's an, exactly. So I guess in the end, then, I love this campaign because as we continue to move, it's not like the apps just started but online, and believe me, no, but... I think there are necessary needs of campaigns like this because with progress, with technology comes this evil side of our, <laughs> of some of us. And I think that this campaign is, can only do good. Like you said, Jeremy, in the end. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let me know what you think of this March. I have some thoughts, but recently <laughs> there was a small dong march to end small penis shame. Speaking of shame, there's a movement to end the shame cast down upon those with small penises and it's getting bigger. Los Angeles played host to the small dong march with throngs of folks taking to the streets to try and end the stigma around tiny members. And as you can see in this post, I'll put it on Tag's podcast, people were holding funny signs to make their point. Um, I don't know. It was the brainchild of YouTube star Chad and JT, the surfer bros famous for pitching the San Clemente City Council on a 12-foot-tall Paul Walker statue. Um I don't know. I'll just tell you my thoughts real quick <laughs> because I, I think, yes, there are certain things. You're never going to stop, though, people that are in not in, you know, calling out small dicks. I'm not sure where they're, where this is all coming from other than people make a big deal about someone's huge slong or the size of their mm -hmm. dick. Um, I can tell you I was out with two girlfriends the other day, and boy, did I have fun talking. And this came up. And it's always fun with your girlfriends to talk about dick and, and getting the D and hear their perspective, the female uh -huh. counterpart. And my one girlfriend was saying that she dated this guy who ultimately was like kind of ghosting her for a second, but then came around and playing her. And she had already kind of hung out with him. And she's like, we hadn't slept together, but I felt down under and it was a small dick. Mm. And so she was like, literally, she said, oh, so now you're going to ghost me and you have a small dick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I don't think that's had insult to, agree, to injury. And I said, well, it's sad because, I mean, wh- what about the guys with huge dicks? Aren't they often like the really huge ones? Aren't they kind of douchey? She says, they are. I said, so then don't you want the ones that are maybe somewhere in between? <laughs> so you don't get the douchiness and the cockiness, literally, or the ones that are making up? Because she says, mm, no, I still go for... If it's the sex, always the D, but I can make it work. But you do, she did say, maybe have to work a little bit harder, cross your T's and dot your I's if you do have a smaller one in certain cases. But you've actually, Jeremy, in the past, one of our old, old shows said on our podcast that you actually don't really like your boys to have a huge one. Is that still the case? Yeah, I mean it doesn't it doesn't matter to me if they do, but it also isn't something that I like I'm I'm not going to be a Nazi about and like discriminate against. <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't bother me yeah. whether it's big or small. And so I mean I think before I would probably have said I definitely don't want them to have a big one and now I just don't it doesn't matter to me. And I'm not but I am a size queen about ass, so I mean, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think if if it's not one thing, then it might be the other with some people. And I've tried to make it work, like I've talked about in the past with exes that I've dated that had like absolutely no ass, and I was really into them, and it just ended up not working. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting because I ended up saying, because I've been known on this program to say that I'm a size queen, Mm -hmm. but I was sharing with the girls the other day um, that I've, two two of like my longstanding boyfriends that I've had before, one for sure, I but both of them had smaller penises and it, it worked. Yeah, it totally worked. They were really good at what they did and I didn't miss it. So when it comes down to it, I, I don't, yeah. Do I ultimately like that when I'm cruising around? Sure. But, or looking at porn? Sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe like you do, Jeremy, with the asses. But ultimately, you're connected with who you're connected with. And I think, too, chemistry can make things work in the bedroom. What I do find interesting, and I'm curious what you think, Cody, uh-huh. is do you think bringing a whole, like this, what was the point of the? And we got the point of this and small yeah. dong shame. But do you think they need to bring attention to themselves? And and <laughs> the funny thing about this article on TMZ was that they said not all of us are that we're allies. Oh, you know, we have our totally allies. separated themselves <laughs> completely. Yeah. All right, boo. <laughs> sure, honey. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is great. I think that it's good because it allows us to to notice that all bodies are valid. And body positivity is something that I strive for and I, I look to in this world. And if it includes small penises, then I'm with it. I'm like, I'm like Jeremy. I don't discriminate based on penis size. So but, go ahead. But I don't know who's really... Other than if you're talking with your close friends, like I sh- sh- said in my uh-huh. example, who's like the, the funny thing on the apps is I don't think anyone's writing on there that I know of. We said no fats, no fems, no Asians, but no one I find is ever writing no small dicks. No, I mean, so what where they are we do, getting this what they shame? do, 
is they ask for a picture of your dick. And if they don't like how big or how small it is, then they move on. I've had that happen. Wait. What's no, that, that song? Ha- I don't want no short, short <laughs> No man. short dick, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, there are songs like that back in the day where maybe if you did have a smaller one, you might be a little bit feeling the heat. Self-conscious, um, yeah. It's kind of a cultural phenomenon, though, that, yes, I think it's prized and that's kind of, it's the male anatomy. And you can't help, though, what you're born with. I don't know that we needed this parade or... I mean, all right, good, good to you, small dong guys. Great, we're here for it. But I'm not going to be. They should be proud as of an ally. As an ally, you I'm can, not going to be working can, as an ally. We can all get ally shirts, and we can we can go with them. <laughs> exactly. Well, we've got to get to some advice, and uh, we've got more hot topics. Hopefully, we'll get to some of them. But we we had uh, as we're doing this new promotion. You can always ask for sex and relationship solicited advice from your host here at Tags Podcast. And right now for a limited time, I've still got some Adam's Toy Box toys that I will send to you. And coming in today is Daryl, who writes, thanks for producing this podcast. You're welcome, Daryl. My husband and I are two years married and have an active sex life. You frequently talk about the joys of outdoor sex. This is something I'd like to explore with him. However, We both work in the field of public education and the thought of being caught in any capacity is terrifying as that would certainly mean our thriving careers would be over. Mm. I can't help but be a, I can't help but be jealous of OnlyFans and Twitter gays that frequently post this kind of content as the top. I'm sure these anxieties may also get the best of me in that setting and performance may also suffer. What are some of your ways that we could explore this in a mostly safe way and alleviate the anxiety to have a fun experience? Thanks for your advice. And I think at first I'll just say this. Uh, it's funny because if we have time for it, if not, we'll get to it on our next show. We were, okay. we're, I have a whole list of school news where things have occurred in high schools that crossed a line. There's even a female teacher, uh, excuse me, a female volunteer at her, at a school that is being banned from volunteering because she has an OnlyFans account and another mm-hmm. parent saw that. And so it, given the theme that we seem to be exploring with this, I have to say that what I wouldn't do is start an OnlyFans account (laughs) or leave a trail or even film it. Outdoor sex doesn't require any of that. And my advice to you would be on vacation, on holiday. There's so many places around the globe. And if you both are in education, maybe you get that summertime off. I know Mykonos is a great place to go where you can, there's plenty, there's a nude beach of plenty of, activities happening along the hillsides or there's an infamous church that jeremy and i went to by jackie o's remember that and the infamous church of sexcapades that happened along that church which is so ironic sex around a church but um my advice would be to or take a staycation somewhere uh depending on what area of the country you are there's great spots in like Key West that mm-hmm. have the Island House um, and some other spots where you can explore, have nude beaches or that you can kind of 
segue erupt that won't be in your own backyard where you could get caught. But I don't know, Jeremy, yep. what are your thoughts and advice for Daryl? So I was actually going to say the same exact thing, uh, but I was going to say maybe not even uh, a far vacation. So if they want to do it somewhat soon or uh, right. take the advice and run with it, I find that like sex on a hike or something like in nature oh. is very fun. And Ooh. usually you can drive like maybe an hour or two hours in the car out of town and find somewhere that you can stay in a cabin or like even just go on a hike during the day early in the morning and fuck at the top of a mountain or something. I think that those are even easier ways to get away with it and have it be discreet and really really hot in the moment and also still kind of risky at the same time because there is yes. a factor of it that really turns you on so much and i think in the moment especially if you're in a relationship you are able to find that comfort level that you have in the bedroom even when being outside and knowing that you're in a desolate or just a very secluded area helps take some of the nerve away yes uh i'm speaking of it from like literally eating someone's ass in central park at night <laughs> wow and, and like don't literally start there. right now you are and <laughs> central park like right across the street from the plaza hotel where that little oh, bridge is wow, you're not even deep into central park no, no i was God. like on a corner of central park but i was 18 and really just said fuck it and yeah. like literally just let this guy like sit on my face on that little bridge that's like where they always paint pictures and it's like a little pond right there at that corner and yeah just at night it wasn't super long but it was very very hot it was probably okay. like maybe 10 or 15 minutes long but it was super hot. I still like think about it sometimes and right. stuff like that can be very spontaneous and sexy. And so I don't even think you need to get on a plane to do it. Yeah. It could be just somewhere where you feel that you're not going to run into students and pe faculty and people that you work with and maybe choose the less popular hiking spots or camping spots that you wouldn't run into like anyone that you know. Yeah, I love the I love the advice, and I love that just go a little bit out of your county. It just takes you out of the mix of where you may work and could be exposed to getting caught with these. I love the idea that yes, everything's always a risk, and but that's half the thrill or more of the thrill of doing mm -hmm. this. And everybody has parks or spots that you can if you if where there's a will there is a way you can make it happen but i would say yeah you don't even have to get on like you said i love just going outside of your county a couple take a little minute drive somewhere everyone's got that and mm -hmm. you'll be out of the perimeter of where it could get kind of nuts in the yeah. event of cody what are your thoughts on this I agree with you guys 100%. Go a little bit outside of the area that you normally trek or, or that you are known to, to walk about and make sure that it's more of a secluded area. <clears throat> if you are worried about people like watching you or having eyes on you, maybe go try going to a sex club. Maybe that's part of your performance anxiety. Maybe you're worried about people 
watching you. So go somewhere where there's it's more socially acceptable. That's in air quotes uh, <laughs> for people to <laughs> to watch you have sex. And lastly, I will say me and my boyfriend, we love to have sex in this huge window that is in his room. We open the curtains and it's almost like we're outside, but we're not quite outside, but we know that there's a chance that somebody could be watching us and that makes it all the much hotter. So I agree with you guys. So yeah, I've had it on my rooftop uh, oh. in a condo and at night, and I know there's cameras up there, but at a certain point in time of the night, all lights go down. In other words, they want you to get off of there, but you can still go up there. It's not, it's allowed. And I've had like some fun outdoor sex up there with the breeze going in and just right up there. And I felt, yeah, nobody said anything. We got away with it. Um, in my stairwell, again, I live in a building. I've done, had sex in my stairwell where there are no cameras and you can always hear a door opening on if for some reason somebody was going to be in the stairwell at the time that I was there, I, we could hear it and pull up our pants in a frantic yeah. thing moment. So you can make it work. And I think we gave you some things to think about. I Let us know. Tell us about your sexcapades that you explore so we can follow up with this. Oh, my gosh. Moving on, Azmir writes to us. I have some time. He's been listening to our show. He really loves it. And his question would be about his husband. His husband's older than me and some, or my husband's older than me. And sometimes he has problems being erect. And at times it's a little uncomfortable because he gets frustrated. Uh, I say that he says that nothing's happening, but I, I think what they were trying to write is, but the husband ultimately closes it down and, and shuts it all in and doesn't want to talk mm -hmm. about it. And so, you know, it's an interesting one too, because at first thought you, when you're in a relationship, I think both of you get to have a say on it and you yep. could probably tell somebody to your blue in the face that it's okay and it's fine. But if they're frustrated, you need to move on to a different tactic on how you want to tackle that. Um, not saying that this Osmir is saying this, but you know, we've all been there where someone's telling you it's fine, it's okay, and you know in your heart it's not okay, and you need to find like pick another path because this isn't helping me out. And but since you are equal parts of this marriage, you do get a say in it and pointing them in the right direction of maybe some help. You know, I, I will send you these. Um, we've had great people on the show like Court Vox, Will Tantra, and Finn Deerhart, who are all sex and intimacy coaches and help people a lot with things like erectile dysfunction and find new ways, or at the very least, pleasing each other and can connect you. And so I will send you those names. But of course, we all know of erectile dysfunction products out on the market. And I think you're, my biggest thing I could say is just have a conversation with it, not when you're having sex, but outside of it to really figure out a strategy on how you want to, so that you don't find yourselves in this conundrum and one of you shutting down and the other one not knowing what to do. That's my advice on that. Uh, Jeremy, what are your thoughts? So I was thinking uh, with this topic specifically that 
maybe it would be helpful to, I definitely agree with what you said, but I also think uh, trying some supplements, like uh, maybe to start er with herbal, Mm -hmm. where it's, you don't like hurt anyone or make anyone sick or anything, maybe herbal supplements to test out first. And maybe you try them with him, just not that you need them, but just to make him feel more comfortable and less on the spot. And then maybe go from there after trying herbal supplements, maybe take it to the next level of something else. Because there are so many different options out on the market. And I think herbal would be a safe way to start and see if it makes a difference uh, just specifically for getting aroused. Such great advice. And to you, I just was reminded as you were saying this, um, truth be told, I like a little bit of reality TV and I was watching Vanderpump Rules. Okay, don't shame me. (laughs) One of them, all the couples now, imagine a show about a restaurant. They don't all don't work in that restaurant anymore, which is hilarious. Mm -hmm. And they all um, are, most of them have babies except for like two of the leads. And one of them is going to see trying to get they want to get pregnant, this married couple. And they went and saw a doctor and all the things she listed, she, before she even looked at his semen and his, his count, she asked him of certain things that he's doing lifestyle wise. So to your point, Jim, she asked him things like, um, do you smoke pot? And he's like, yeah, all the time. Do you do drugs? He says, well, I do mushrooms. How many drinks a week do you have? Or, and it was like, significant amount that the doctor's eyes like bulged out for a second and a (laughs) few other things that he oh do you take like sit in a sauna or a hot bath which apparently can affect things like that and he takes like baths all the time who takes baths anymore but anyways (laughs) also stress stress and so a lot of these lifestyle things can affect like you know our our sex health we often don't even so I love that you said that about the herbal furs, having the conversation like I said, and then either if you if you want to look into a professional, you can, but you can also just Google things on things like that will promote healthy erections and how to keep them. And sometimes it's lifestyle choices that we're making that are hampering our sexual well-being. I don't know, Cody, what are your thoughts on some of this stuff? I agree with everything you guys said. And I think that what my point is going to be is mainly dealing with the stress of it all. So I think that, so I, when I first dated, started dating my boyfriend, I suffered from a little bit of erectile dysfunction. And I don't know if Osmar is doing this. I didn't really get it from what he messaged us, but just knowing that everything's going to be okay and kind of calming he my boyfriend calmed me down so that I could actually get an erection and just take one everything one step at a time and just clear your mind and calm yourself and I don't know if that's going to be help for him but like Jeremy said the herbal supplements and things of that nature meditation I think is a really big thing for alleviating stress and maybe it will help you get an erection. And I kind of just want to normalize 
that anal sex is not the end all be all. And you can have a lot of fun doing other things. Jeremy ate an ass across the street (laughs) in Central Park. And I think that's so (laughs) hot and amazing. So anal sex is not the end all be all. And so just explore and make make what you are dealing with work for you, basically. Yeah, and I think it's your point. We had Court Vox on, who's the sex and intimacy coach. And remember, he was talking, giving advice, I think, to myself about switching roles and maybe trying to top more, but how to go about that. And we asked him that question, and he said, you know what, find a partner or find somebody, and I think I have somebody who lives in my building that I could do this with, that I'm into, but like we're just kind of into hooking up here and there. He's into sucking me off. But I think his advice was find somebody that you could talk to. In other words, it always comes down to communication, right? Yes. And that you could express that I want to, I'm don't top all the time. Like you'd even be honest, but I want to, and I know this guy would totally be open to me trying like you had conversations with your boyfriend, Cody. Yeah. And talking it through nine times out of 10, with long-term partners, like in this situation, or even new ones like mine or somewhere in between, like you and your boyfriend, Cody, mm-hmm. um, you're going to get well-received, um, you're going to get well-received messages from the other yes. side that are going to exactly. want to work with you. Because at the end of the day, sex is about connecting. It's not just one-sided and or it shouldn't be in my mind. And so Mm -hmm. people will work with you. And I can tell you want talking to our listener, you want to work with your husband and there just know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I will Mm -hmm. send you some of these links and I think some great advice we've given here. Keep us posted though, because we always want to hear from you. Um, And if you have a sex conundrum or want some relationship solicited advice, you can write into us. You can email us or DM us on our Instagram at Tags Podcast. And for a limited time, you will get an Adam's Toy Box courtesy of adamstoybox.com. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody. This was such a great, fun packed show. We got it yeah. together, you guys, right? I know, right? <laughs> Super fun. You can always follow Jeremy Ross Lopez on Instagram at JRoss Lopez. Follow Cody Maurice Doggett. He's a life coach at KMD Coaching or his personal account, Mr. Maurice. Guys, thanks so much. Um, as always, continue having hot, hot gay, gay sex. sex. Yes. Yes. Wonderful.